You are about to experience the corpse cast. We would advise any listener who may be ill, pregnant, or of weak constitution to reconsider listening to the show for fear of an onset of health issues related to encountering bouts of pure shock or fright. For those who wish to continue, just remember to avoid fainting. Keep repeating, it's only a podcast, only a podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 247 of the Corpse Cast. I'm Mike. I'm Shane. And we are back. Shane. Yeah. It's been the same kind of two weeks as it was the two weeks before last two weeks. Every week is the same all week. It's like how it gets, you know? You just you you go to work. I'm not saying life isn't good. Life isn't good. Time to make the motherfucking donuts. But would it be great if for a little while we could not worry about making the donuts and maybe go visit uh, Fiji or get out? Listen, at least the weather's getting better. Palau. P-A-L-A-U? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if that's how you really spell it, but... Well, that's exactly how you spell it. Oh, really? And I bet it's a nice place to go. I don't even know where that is. If you, you know, look out for, you know, crocodile. I'm mostly worried. I think think most of my... uh, Like, I'd love to go on a cruise because, you know, you just pay and then you just bask in the... And just they take care of you for whatever. Right. But now I'm all scared of uh, Somalian uh, uh, pirates. pirates. So it's Cap- like, yeah. yeah. So that that became a big phobia that for me. That motherfucker done told Tom Hanks, <laughs> I'm the captain now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that what you want to be? Yeah. No, I don't I don't even want to deal with that, man. I, I just want to go about my business eating and, and swimming and dancing. Yeah. You know, I don't want to have to deal. I don't the want- ladies put the, the, the lay on you. That's what I'm like, saying. Hey, honey, we're here. Look at. And it's like, I don't want some guy telling me he's a captain. I'm like, well, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't know who the captain was before. So, right. So sorry. I didn't know that this is a, that you're a big change. I don't know how that's going, but. Right. Wouldn't that be great? It's, other than your filthy clothes. Other than your filthy clothes and your accent. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I don't that know. clicking noise. It's a. I, I, I <laughs> oh, oh, that's, that, 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 that's nowhere in English. So that's there. But they're speaking English because we speak English and they want they want to know how intimidated we should be. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, whatever. Man, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little bit... This is a little bit of a special episode for me. It is. uh, Yeah, because of uh, you chose Megadeth's new compilation album, Warheads on Foreheads from 2019, which is basically a... Anthology. An anthology from the beginning of time through dystopia. How cool and interesting is that? I mean, to to literally put an album together, and this this is chosen... Handpicked, yeah, like like beautiful uh, plump grapes by David Mustaine himself. <laughs> really? I would have he chosen some different here every, or there, sure, but everyone but would. He said this is the perfect album, and Dave Mustaine will tell you himself. Yeah, thirty five tracks. This is it. Here, this is it. Here's why I'm so excited. Number one, the the main reason I'll talk about this more. It's like so. I was born in 1976. Uh, I turned 14 around 1990, right when Rust in Peace came out, right? Right. And so that was the beginning of my, of my Megadeth journey. journey. I went back, you know, I went back and, uh, saw, you know, got into you the earlier album stuff like into that. into it, right. But, but I, I hit Rust in Peace hard, right? Right. And then, but then I was 14 and, uh, I, uh, 
was I in high school? I, had, I think I feel like I was in junior high at the time. Yeah. Anyway, well, if you're 14, yeah, you were junior high. I can't. I don't know how old you are. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because most people graduate when they're 18. But okay, so no, you're right. But so from then on, Megadeth has been with me every step of the way. Right. And I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I'm a huge Megadeth fan. And everybody's like, oh, Dave Mustaine is crazy. He this and that. But every, but I don't know that he's crazy. But, but they start say that. hating him. They start hating him here and there. The thing is, is so. But I've I've given every every album a chance, and I'm not gonna lie to you. As we go down, so I can remember times like I remember hearing Symphony of Destruction the first time. I can see where I was when it happened. Right, euthanasia. So you have I can memories. See, like, they connected. It, it grew to. up with me, you yeah. know. And so it's weird because like euthanasia came out. I'm a senior in high school. The summer after my senior year, hanging out. And then even like, I remember like when, when risk came out, I'm listening to it. I'm working at dial America and I'm driving, listening to, I mean, every, yeah, it is every part single of album, your... it grew up with me. And see, that's good and because you're listening to all that through and going, yes. But that's when you had to buy CDs. I feel like when Spotify got big I, and then 13 came out, I was like, man, I just kind of, so I had, I had we really had that on the list once and, and I where, listened well, to let's it, I go like, ahead and eh, bypass this yeah. one. No, but it, it's, there was it's a song so called mother mary or something on there where it was like oh, i don't, boy, I don't remember real z- i'm glad he didn't put that one on here no and, and the thing is is they they came up with good ones from both that and the two albums that i completely skipped were 13 and super collider right like i i i have i don't know anything but the thing is is i can't wait to talk about because i know that you haven't listened hadn't listened to a lot of the like you the are post, very correct and i can't wait to talk to you about that because i've been on board all the way yeah because i'm a dad that's what dad metal guys do right so see it's and like, i don't like that when people say dad i don't metal. you know people say that they say no. they say metallica slayer megadeth all that is all dad i feel metal like it's metal. the I way don't like that I feel it like it's is the way the kids try metal. to be cool they're like yeah. oh well, that's dad metal well no shit you're 23 it's ass like tell me about fucking bride bridal veil brides again yeah and it's like listen that's there's a girl at work that goes oh Black i love Vail this guy. i love this guy from blackville bites i go isn't he a pedophile i swear to god he is it's one of those dudes that really is. i have no idea yeah they're I, they're going through some shit but it was just and and i admit i was saying that just to get under her skin <laughs> yeah but i know one of them are really i mean not well, a no, black I thought, veil bride I thought, I thought there was but a one guy of them from newer Mug. metal bands no it was, was uh doing some weird shit oh dude it was it was something my brother loved it back it was back in the mid 2000s early 2000s i can't remember what it was it was like they had my sweet revenge no it was my of, bloody revenge my it, romance my like, chemical romance what? No, it's no, it wasn't them. I cannot remember, but it was, but it was one of those. I can't remember what it is, but my brother loved it, and, and I'll never forget. We were working together at Usana when I heard that. It's like I'm walking in the next day, like and you said. <laughs> I have found out. I'm walking in like I'm the biggest dick in the place, right? And 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 my brother ruined it for me. Know. My brother ruined it for me. He goes, I know. I don't even want to talk about it. Oh, and I was said. like, you're gonna ruin my whole day. Yeah. I was gonna dump you, bro. Yeah, I was gonna slam it on you. <laughs> I think it's amazing to go through that journey because there's a lot of that Megadeth stuff that I did not hear. Yeah. And so it's cool to put it in the order of first album, second, third, all agree. the way through. I'm a little bit bummed because there's like there's like three or four songs along the way that I loved. Totally. On some of these later albums, it didn't make this. Absolutely. But that's okay. We all, all don't the have the through, same all we all don't the have way the through, same I said the same damn Obviously. thing I said. Why wouldn't David Mustaine put that song yeah. from that album but, on there? But I'm talking about like the Scorpion. I can't, I can't even remember the name of the album. There was a song called Scorpion from, uh, and the world needs a hero from the self-titled album, The World Needs a Hero. 
I love that song. Yeah. Let's see. There, the Scorpion from the album called uh, "The System Has Failed." But the thing is, is I I like "The System Has Failed." Okay, I like the. We should save it. Save it. Save it. We for should later. save it. I'm I'm just about to get into it, but I'll tell you what, I'm saving it. I forgot that I've already claimed to be saving it, so I'll save that. Um, we're also talking about a great a great classic trash horror movie called Street Trash from 1987, which is not a trauma film, surprisingly. No, it's probably Doesn't one Doesn't it fit into the canon of trauma it's, films? It's as filthy as any trauma film. And it film. even had that big old obese guy. Oh, yeah. From the first couple trauma films. Was that the same guy? I swear to God it is. I don't know if it is or not, but it fit right in, right? Because remember, he played the mayor on uh, Boy, Newcomb High and all that stuff. Right. And it's like, yeah, he, he was the, the lead of the... But uh, yeah, but that's what we got on deck for you today. We're going to be talking about Megadeth and Street Trash. I have to admit... And I don't care. I don't... Because I get a lot from a lot of the young ones. It's like, oh, Megadeth. It's like... It's like, dude, you were born in 1998. Right. Like, get off my balls about this because they were- David Mustaine has been around a very long time. And all these little whippersnappers saying, you know, they didn't know what it was like. Man, I remember being scared watching Holy Wars video for the first time. I remember thinking, whoa, that's bad. Right. Anyway, so get out of my face. I'm going to do it. I'm going to open up my soul. And I don't want to hear any shit from you. Open up your soul. That's, that's what, what it's I'm about. Saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. But uh, yeah, so that's, wow, we- I. I got all pumped. I, I, yeah, My temperature testify. is rising. Testify. That's what I say. <laughs> okay. Uh, so why don't we do this? We um, have quite a few voicemails. And there's I have really nothing to talk about as far as that. Um, so why don't we get into the voicemails? The question that we last asked for last episode. And what's the question? What What is all, that all about again, Shane? Uh, what we do is ask you a question. And for God's sakes, you call it in. Use the voicemail. We're not going to answer the phone. You're going to leave a message. We're going to play it on this podcast yes. here, what you're listening. 385-351-9273. We ask you a question. You call it in. We're excited to hear your answer. The question that we last asked last episode was, let's say you're in the control room of The Cabin in the Woods, that movie. You have every kind of monster ready to go out and kill a group of kids. What monster would you think would be the most entertaining to watch? do their duty to those kids so we have quite a few voicemails starting up with uh redbeard so why don't we get right on that Ahoy! all right everybody we've got joe redbeard here we go corpse gas joe red joe uh, redbeard.com uh, so answer of the question for the episode who would i have kill people if I have like a cabin in the woods scenario. Yep. And um, my answer is a character that I don't think got enough roll time in the movie 31. Uh, oh. The character's oh. name is Sickhead. He's the little midget Nazi, right. Mexican Nazi dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was just talking trash the entire time. And I thought he midget was Midget Mexican Nazi. How about that? Uh, I like a little horror and comedy mixture deal going sure. on. Sure. Um, probably because the Dream Warriors ruined me. So Freddy Krueger talking shit before he murdered people. Um, <laughs> that's that's that, great. Uh, yeah. that really struck a struck a nerve. We're with up. Joe. Yeah, uh, I like how he talks in the third and person. Has uh, you know to this day been my appreciation of a <laughs> mixture of horror and comedy together. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, I'm right on board. Uh, Mike Cadaver, thanks for coming on the Rodgut Podcast this last week. We had a good time. Rodgut Podcast. Uh, Shane, we're yes. going to have both of you guys oh. on as soon as we can make arrangements to. 
All right, guys. Thanks. Bye. So let me so let me tell you what I did. I went on to uh, to his podcast. He it's funny because he lives like three miles away from me. We'd never met in real life until I went over to his house. Right. Right. So go over there. We just we talked. Is it a nice house? Weird. Is he in the shadows? Is he no? In it's a, he's here. Here's the thing. Is that scary part of town? No. Or? It's actually it's actually oh. a nice neighborhood, close knit neighborhood. A lot of you stickers on like cars around there. In fact, he's got a U oh, sticker boy. on a car oh, he, in his driveway. I think his wife graduated from there or something. Oh my goodness! But and that's a problem. And you didn't walk away. <laughs> you went in. No, I went in. Yeah. Because it was faded, though. It was a faded one. I'm like, faded. So perhaps things have changed. Well, if it hasn't changed at least four seasons, at least they're not, they're not like totally like into it because I, it would be hard. I'd walk in and that's all we talk about is BYU, Utah football and stuff. Yeah. Which there's not much to talk about on my side lately at all. No, but the thing is, I went over there and he's got a great podcast because it's like, yeah, see, we prepare, we, because, you know, we do a movie, we do some metal or, or music or whatever. Right. We just go over there and we just talk. We just, you just like you sit down, you turn it on, you go. We got down, we bow, got into bow, bow. Uh, the in and outs of being a Jack Mormon. We got oh. into missionaries. Wow. We got into uh, tons of little. Politics. I'm gonna have to tune into that rot no, gut podcast. Yeah, but we also talked about uh, you know podcasting and and what it does, stuff like that. No, it was a fun time. And uh, so go to Spreaker.com. And search for Rock Gut Podcast. How do you spell Spreaker? S P R E A K E R. And I'm I'm on it right now. And uh, no, it was really fun to go over there. And it's funny because I'd never met him before. And he's and it, we he came in and, and greeted me and with he open had pants arms. On. He had pants on. Yes, he did. He didn't have like a juicy cock like hanging down. You're like, hey, well, I, I'm not saying he doesn't have a juicy cock, in. but what I'm saying is it wasn't out. How I about mean, that? Yeah, yeah, for you to see. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't there. Right. He's uh, he's like yeah with a. With a University very, of Utah sticker on. No, it. he's a very hey, he's a very ahead, like family oriented guy, man. He's oh. not, he's got two beautiful kid twins. He's even got a son who's twenty one. I don't know that he wants you telling him that. Well, no, people. I'm just saying he's what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is he's got a perfect little thing going on there. He does a great job. Right. He's got a great podcast, but that is my point. It was fun it's to like go on there. It's like a Paul Simon song, is what you're saying. It is. It, it, he's got a perfect little house and a perfect little yeah. Why not? Oh, that's good. He's uh, he's definitely not a degenerate. How about that? Good. All right. We got uh, Paul G up next. Here we go. Oh, the Gutierrez. Hey, gentlemen. Paul G here. Um, I'm going to answer last episode's question, and then I'll answer oh. this episode's question. Guess we're going to pause and play uh, some music. Right now, I'm listening to a band called Twin Temple. Um, Ooh. A cool song to check out is Sex Magic, and I would suggest uh, watching the video. Um, not safe for work or uh, oh, polite boy. company, but, um, interesting band. Anyways, um, check that one out. And then a monster I'd like to be unleashed in the cabin of the woods type setting, um, that I want to watch kill. That would be entertaining. Um, no. a cookie monster. Oh, that's How the a, fuck not? that'd be fun. There's, oh yeah. There are no rules. Like to see how we do it. Anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I got. Uh, keep up the good work. You guys rock. Um, that's so nice. all I got. See ya. Why don't we check that out real quick? We got a Vimeo commercial for three more seconds. All right. We like Vimeo. That's what our, our all our videos go on and stuff like that. But here we go. Repeat after me. Oh, oh. I'm not, all right. I'm not going to say it. I don't want to conjure anything right now. Bass player back there. Babylon. Lilith. Lucifer. Tonight we 
Uh, she's wearing a ghost uh, cloak. Oh, wait. This is weird because I keep fast forwarding. Yeah, what are you doing, dude? I'm trying to get into the song. Did he send you a link or why are you fucking with No, I, I searched the, the... This is just a ritual. This is not... Uh, yeah. All right, so let's go. Jesus. Here we go. Sorry, 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 sorry. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, I like her. She's very attractive. She ain't ugly. I'm that was it. The, that's all they that's tired, all they played. Tired of the guy cutting himself uh, up. I'd like, rather why, see the, the lady. See <laughs> Paul G called right back in, so let's uh, let's get a load of what he had to say. Hey, this is Paul G again. I didn't mention how awesome it was to have Sam back on the show. Hell yeah. So great to listen to you guys together. You know, right. Mike and Sheen are awesome. Yeah. And Sam and Mike were awesome. And the three of you together are just magic. Aww. So uh, let's have more of that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, good times. You guys rock it. Uh, have a good It was time. a Bye. three ring. Uh, what do you call that when the wrestlers get in? But it's three. Songs. Royal Rumble. I don't, Is it I don't Royal know, Rumble? Three. I don't know, just three. Three dudes against three dudes? I don't know what that... What, are you talking tag team? I'm talking like some tag team. Yeah. Me, you, and Sam going at it with some other threesome. No, it was fun, and Sam claimed to have fun, too. So uh, maybe if we click our heels three times, he'll come back, and, and yeah. we'll have some fun. It'll be great if it happens. Yeah. And if it doesn't, we'll just dream about it. Dream, dream, dream. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, uh, so we got uh, the uh, next one. I don't, I can't see. Usually, how I figure out who it is is I look on the Google Voice and and they, I just their uh, their words. What do you call it? The transcription and I don't know their this words. Is, I'm going to say words. words. Their, well, it's the transcription words. of the call. They didn't get it right, but here we go. Hey, Donna Nelly. Here. Donna Nelly. Um, guess I'll go ahead and answer this week's episode. I would go werewolf. Okay. Um, I think it would be kind of logical to see one there in the woods. I bet you Don's a hairy guy. I bet he's a. I bet he's a werewolf. He didn't have a bit of hair on him. Going to make it pretty easy to. He's a downy. Hard to spot it, so you'll get some nice shock jumps of it lunging out of the darkness. Yeah, I love. I love. And who doesn't love a good werewolf movie? Hell, nobody. That'd be my pick for the episode. Uh, Talk to you guys later. Hey, Don. By the way, Don. I'm telling you right now, he's thin as a rail. He is shaved bald, and he does those ten speed races. Is he? I don't know if he is. I, th- I guarantee. I, I've you. seen a picture of him ten because speed we're races. friends on Facebook, and uh, where he, they go for I'm like not ten saying, miles. I'm not saying he's not in great shape because he's Tordy in France. he's in great shape, but he's got a full head of hair. He's got a goatee of black. Like he's yeah. he's very Italian. But I want to say one thing. And very I, Italian, and but I haven't shaved said this from the neck down. Shaved it could bald be. could be. I just want around his little winker. <laughs> Or his big winker, whatever it is. But he gets on his ten speed winker, and sure. rides around. <laughs> I uh, so I want to thank I want to thank uh, Don for uh, every single time we put out a podcast. He'll go through and he's like he's like uh, he'll say, "Hey, guess what? We got some great shows for you this weekend." And he says, "Or that's coming out this week." And he'll put us on there. It'll be like Mike and Shane talk about some random. Really, heavy, he yeah, does. He does. And he'll just it, it. You know, it's great. It's awesome. So no, I appreciate that. It's he's awesome. The sweetest son the, of a bitch. And it's I've... just like we don't really get into the uh, the the community much anymore. I mean, what do the like rest of these fucking assholes do for us? 
Doninelli is fucking laying it out. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying they're not worth anything. I'm just saying that it's like I don't know. Just, I'm not but saying out that of the blue not he just started. Anything, out of I'm the blue saying. he just started to like you know give us links and stuff like that. So it's I don't know. I really appreciate it. It's it's pretty wild because you're a sweetheart. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I didn't ask him to do it. He just did it. That's that's true awesomeness. True romance. So we got Alan up on on the uh, oh boy. Next. Here we go. Hey guys, this is Alan. Uh, just giving you a call to answer the question of the episode. I think if I could control a monster from the control booth, it would be the Graboids from Tremors. How entertaining would it be just to keep oh, wow. the that's, kids trying to big. stay off the ground and escape <laughs> the monsters? All right, thanks, guys. Bye. By the way, Alan, I'm not sure if you're aware of this. There's 18,000 Tremor movies. And uh, I love every one of them. They're all, I mean, not, I mean, Kevin Bacon was only in the one, right? But Michael Oh, Gross, is he only in the one? I think he's only in the one, as far as I know. But Michael Gross, the guy, the dad from... Uh, from... Uh, uh, oh, what would we do? Uh, uh, ties. ties. Family Ties. Family Ties. Yeah, he's in all of them. And they're, and they're great. We watched, I watched one the other Michael day. Michael J. Fox before the jitter. Before the jitter. Yeah. <laughs> yes. With his... Uh, oh, sorry. With We're, his uh, Richie Nixon picture on yeah he his, he loved he was he a loved huge, richard it's Nixon. funny because th- that was the whole thing because they were hippies yeah and then he was a republican which is very weird but uh no it's no it's uh that would be a good one I, i'm not gonna lie to you and by the way we did have a hiccup with itunes i got like a uh 10 messages 10 plus messages about uh, itunes i uh, so i upgraded some of our stuff on the site and itunes didn't take our feed right that's all fixed and now it should all be good and uh, so you got messages from people going ahoy yeah and I like, get it from iTunes, and this is creepy. What's going on? Yeah, but we we got it out. It, it's out there now, and it will forever be out there from now on. Oh, heavens. so we did it. Uh, sh- uh, actually, Sam called in. So, oh shit! <laughs> there he, is. he says his last. Uh, what's he? Does uh, he say his last name? Oh no, because I thought because Jaworskovitz. Since he's in my, I guess since he's in in my actual phone, I have his last Sorry, name Sam. here. He didn't say it, but here we go. Mike and Shane, it's Sam calling from the land of Santa. Cisco. <laughs> yeah, it's a good time out here. But uh had a great time last week talking to you guys and, and uh, enjoying discussing some of the pressing needs of and pressing thoughts of, of the Vindicator and Overkill. <laughs> I've not been able to get enough uh, arch enemy since then, which oh, is cool. awesome. Yeah. Hey, there you go. All the way down to driving to San Francisco. Love it. Anyway, I want to get back to you guys about the question of the episode. I've thinking a lot about this and, and the best way to answer it. Uh, I, as far as like a monster to create from Cabin in the Woods, if I had to do something, I don't know if you guys remember this from Bristol Xbox, but there's a game called, um, oh my gosh, it's called Fusion Frenzy. It was like a oh, yeah, party yeah. Game where there was all these little mini games. Oh my gosh, I remember that. Where you basically have to either jump or duck on this <laughs> yeah. type of, kind screw, of a screw thing. thing that goes yes. around and, and there's little <laughs> bars that think you have to jump or, or duck. Yeah. Well, if right. you could create a monster that had like sky that were just these gigantic knives <laughs> that teenagers would either have to jump, jump over or, duck, or jump, jump or under. <laughs> this is a... so they would lose limbs or heads. I think that'd be pretty badass. That, that would be. be pretty, oh my pretty gosh, awesome. fusion so anyway, frenzy! That is my. You had me at limbs or heads. <laughs> and and uh, answers my question. Of the episode. Looking forward to hearing about street trash and anything else you guys words of wisdom that you have to impart on us. So 
Uh, we'll forward to hearing from it. Thanks, guys. Dude, I love it. Do you remember Fusion Frenzy? When I no, I'd oh never heard of that. Gosh, I used to play that. It was on the original Xbox. See, I'm wow. smiling at you like, oh yeah, Fusion yeah, Frenzy. I was like, never heard. I of thought it in my maybe life. he'd seen it, but apparently Jumper not. Duck. Yeah, Jumper. Yeah, like you'd be walking and it'd get faster, and you either had to jump over a thing or you had to duck under a thing. And it's like it would go faster and faster, and you got crazy. It's like no, yeah, no. Oh my gosh, yeah. When that is was this? Nineties, ninety, uh, early two thousands. Yeah, oh, Jesus, never heard of that. Yeah. Oh, okay, it's but good. I love him, Sam. I. I freaking love you. <laughs> no, it's funny because he came Come in. Come back as soon as you can. He came I love in you. and it was just like, it's like we'd all been hanging out together forever. And it was fun. Wonderful. <laughs> uh, speaking of together forever and it's fun, we got Ty or Die. Here he is. Ty, man. Hey, guys. This is Ty. Uh, the call and answer the question of the week. I think the one I would choose and... Um, off the list of monsters that was in the cabin in the woods, which is a great movie, by the way. It's oh yeah, fucking fantastic! I always loved it. Um, but my choice would probably be the clowns, just because I always Ugh. I don't see the the fear that some people get out of them. But I oh well, the clowns, clowns from uh, whatever. It's, it's, no, he's just like if the clowns were to do that. I don't. I can't remember if they were part of the movie or not. Yeah. See, that's what that's what throws me off about this question. I'm like, yeah. yeah what was there? Oh no, because I'm thinking. Uh, no, I'm those just saying any candy clowns. Well, the Killer Clowns from Outer Space, which yeah. I watched recently, and it. I don't know. I didn't love it as much. It's a great hangover movie. Yeah, I'll bet it is. The, you know what the thing is? Is he said he doesn't get the fear of clowns. I don't either. Like every haunted house has this big clown thing, and I'm always just. I always have, I also have a problem with those haunted houses. So there's a bunch there's of five foot six guys trying to scare you, and I'm like, come on, ten percent, ten percent of people go. But I'm scared of clowns. But they how, go, hey, how did let's clowns have a giant become such section. a huge thing in horror? I don't know. I mean, yeah, there's certain clowns, but it's like, why isn't the guy at Fear Factory or whatever going? Let's break down what people are scared of. And apparently, he came up with clowns. And going online and going, oh, they hate spiders and maggots. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> let's, let's do spiders let's do and something maggots with that. Yeah, I I agree. A haunted house is supposed Listen, to scary. That's just my thing, though. I am. I mean, apparently ties too. I don't. I don't get the thing with clowns. I you don't watch clowns kill people, and people get those scared. They're of them, fun. So. Yep, definitely clowns. So thanks, guys. Go. I mean, it's real. The fear of clowns is real. That's weird. Imagine, to me. like, I always picture like when I'm sitting down to take a shit. Oh, that a spider. <laughs> Not a clown. Not a clown trickles up on your hiney. Not a. But I'm saying, imagine <laughs> for you people out there that are scared of clowns. Yeah. A clown. Head I feel like a clown. If he came out the toilet, the that would be worse. Yeah. Licking the doo doo right out of your ding dong. You're right out of your uh, dang your dang. asshole. Yeah. Your yang yang. Your yang. Your ding dang. What do they call that? An anus. Yeah, that's exactly what it's called. That's. that's imagine exactly. sitting down for you clown scared people scared of clowns <laughs> imagine this you sit down you're taking a shit clown starts bidetting your ass ah, that's i feel like that would scare me worse than a spider i'm not yeah. gonna lie to you because just i mean well, you've heard of clown cars how they totally come out there's 18 guys so at least one clown could fit in a toilet right right oh, that's weird that is weird. just julia called in so let, oh so let's uh let's let's be let, let's let's make sure reverence, that, reverence yes Mike, Shane, little Ricky, it's just little, little Ricky, and I'm calling in not with an answer to the question of the episode because I'm following the only corpse cast rule that there is. There's no rules. Say it with me. There are no rules. Oh, okay, yeah. Instead, there you go. I'm calling in with the premiere episode of Just Julia's 
Recreation Theater. Oh, dear. Oh, that is harking back now to the golden days of previous podcast episode Love 245. It. Two episodes. At the one hour, 37 minutes, and 40 second remark. Oh, dear. Shane and Mike are hammered. Let's <laughs> really? Let's drop in and see what they're saying. Oh, dear. Oh. Shane. Larry, my naughty bit. No, don't stop, I would say. <laughs> Mike. Why would you want her to stop? Hey, do me a favor. Do me a favor. And the hair eat my naughty lips. Oh, my gosh. Uh, like, wait, what, what amount would start hurting? I, I, I've had my naughty bits eaten a lot. Oh, I am a terrible I've human being. Hurt. My legs are spread like, you know what I'm thinking about right now? Just Julia listening. Oh. I'm seen. My work here is done. Oh and my god! She's te- you know what's funny? She says she's telling dad. If my dad ever heard any of this shit, oh, I that would, is I would fantastic. That, Just that Julia, you are a treat. You oh are wonderful. Gosh. You are Adam Ant. Did I tell you you're wonderful? Listen to that song. That's you. I, you know what? I'm not gonna lie to you. I, that's a little embarrassing because you know what? It's like sometimes. But, and the hey, funny that's thing the hard is, truth. The funny thing is, is she's you. like, I'm telling dad, and I'm like, no. Like my first thing is no, because if she ever actually told my dad, I would be like mortified. Dude, who's next on this podcast? But your dad. <sighs> We've had your old podcast buddies. No, no, my dad's Let's, never coming. It's time to get. Da- We've had your brother on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, we have. My dad's it's never. It's time to get dad. My, you listen. My Let's dad is the most the amazing human being on, on, on Facebook. It doesn't matter. Com. I don't care how many signatures it gets let's get dad on no, no, the no. podcast i never want to i never want my dad to know podcast mike how about that i mean podcast mike is very 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 similar to regular mike except for sometimes since he has a microphone in isn't front of that him. great about old people though where they're like man i don't want to do facebook or do yeah, any of yeah. That. and you go yeah and you shouldn't because it's <laughs> there's nothing to see there no i'm not fr- i'm friends with my brothers and sisters on but i'm not friends with my mom and dad because if they if they saw the shot if I you're post, listening let's get a petition going no dad no, on no, no. does your dad have a facebook he does but it, but it's, we don't ever say that no well he does you don't want anyone leaking it off going dude i figured out who scott or who mike's dad is oh no please no, because he knows I do a podcast, and he knows it's about horror movies, and that's just enough for him to to scoff. Oh, right. He's like he's always he's always asking me when are you going to grow out of this stuff, and I'm like, Dad, I wish I was. I wish Dad, I wish I'm I was forty. Too. Give me a break, man. I'm like, I wish I already grew out of this too, but it turns out I'm not sure if it's ever going to happen. I'm not sure. Whatever. We'll we'll just move on. Why don't you uh, go back to fishing? Oh yeah, I. I do fish. And not fishing for prostitutes. <laughs> I but don't just do that fishing. either. I don't do that either. Just Julie actually called back in. So oh. just, yeah. Hello again. It's oh, just Julia calling in with an answer to a question of the episode, but not the most recent one. That's okay. I was really intrigued with the idea of the conspiracy theory that a person's most, in, most interested in. And the one that I thought about is the whole Area 51. Um, oh, yeah spaceship stuff. Hangar right. 18. We know that yep. there is a large military facility near Roswell, New Mexico, that is off limits. Bob Lazar. Comes out of there. Yeah. Uh, the, the legend is that it came about as a result of 1947, right after the, the World War II, at the beginning of the Cold War, <laughs> that uh, it was reported that an alien spaceship crashed, but uh, next day, oh, no, 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 it's just a high-altitude weather balloon that crashed. Sure. Uh, but the, the 
that cover story and the original story have taken on a life of their own and the whole idea that there is giant um alien stuff out there in, in at Roswell that we don't know about yep. is is a deal. That's that's kind of nuts that though. Me more about it's nuts that I've never been there. The theory is not that it actually could have been an alien spaceship that crashed, but rather some, there's an idea out there that it was a false flagship shot over by the angry Russians designed Ooh. to crash oh, yeah, I heard and that confuse too. us, and that the tragic creatures inside were really horribly malformed Russian children that were already dead, and we wow. wouldn't figure that they were humans out I've of never heard decades. That. That Again, is, this would have been 1947 when dark. this thing happened. But hold that, on. In 1947, we had like freak shows and stuff like that so you think we'd be a little bit more used to that by now but maybe not i don't know that's i've never heard that that's yeah, wild actually. i mean i i vaguely heard wild. about something that had to do with the russians oh my gosh yeah that's dark yeah more because that feels more plausible that given the world's technology at the time that the russians could have pulled a stunt like that again russians. just to confuse us and mess us up mm. and it seems cosmonauts did uh... i grew up in the dallas fort worth area and mm-hmm. speaking of the tragic Kennedy assassination. Oh yeah. There is nothing scarier than the idea of a single person changing the course of world events like through an assassination. I would want it to be the result of hundreds of people with right. millions of dollars to yep. pull off that kind of stuff. But it really doesn't. It just right. takes one person in the wrong place at the wrong time to do that kind of stuff and that mm. scares me more. Love you guys. Bye. Oh, I love you too. That's awesome. I've never thought about that. That is yeah. That yeah, is that is that, that is food for thought. Oh, I don't like. Or that as at they all. say in Russia, Kong. That doesn't sound. That sounded uh, Asian like, and uh, German. Yeah, it's a, a little, little bit, bit German. That's, that's what Russian is: is a little bit Asian and a little bit uh, German <laughs> mixed together. It's just, that's just the language. <laughs> oh, speaking of a Russian and Asian agent. We've got Tony Zoni up next. Oh, the Z-Man. Hey, Mike and Shane and little baby Ritzy. Calling in to make up for some lost time. Cool. Uh, I'll make this kind of quick. And then yeah, I'll where you been? Here in a little bit. A-hole. Sorry. A couple episodes ago, it was conspiracy theory. Mine was always one of, kind of had to do with the alien type thing, but more with technology, that most of the advances that we have is alien technology that's been reverse engineered. Yeah. That was one that I always kind of had fun with. Uh, also, I'm getting caught up on, on some of the past episodes, and I am just got done listening to Jen with uh, Mike's ex-wife's tight vagina reference. So, I didn't know what? Oh, my God, I love Jen. Give her a great big kiss from what me. Happened? What happened? What? What? Oh, 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 wow. He called back in, and I hope he explains what he's talking about. That's wild. I don't. Makes what? me want to go back and listen to those oh episodes. Oh my gosh, again. it makes me not want to listen to those at all because I don't. At least Jen apparently Jen's said talking it. about your wife's tight vagina. Uh, Gee. Oh my gosh. All right, Tony. Hey, Mike and Shane and sweet little baby Ritzy. Calling back for the question of the episode having to do with a song that you've been listening to or okay. something that's kind of gotten to your head. So, anyway, I've got a couple of songs from the same group. And the group is uh, Die Antwoord, D I E A N T W O O R D. Yeah, the uh, crazy kind of chick. Like a and the rapping guy. Hip hop rap type Ninja. thing out of South Africa. Ninja. Anyway, yeah. the first song is called Banana Brain. And the second song, which you could probably 
play in its entirety is called Wings on My Penis. Love you. Wings on My Penis. Why don't we take a look at that? Yeah. Wings on My Penis. Diane Word. I like her. She's cutie. She's a little cute. We're freako. Cutie. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Hold when on. When I wake up, please. Sorry, I farted there. What happened? Daddy, when I wake up. Well, hold on. What, what happened? Because I hope that. Uh, it, this when just I went wake back. up, please. It just, that video just goes. This is live podcasting, folks. Here, I'll play. Daddy, when I wake up. All right, here we go. Here we go. This is a different video. Let's let's try this one. Oh, it's on Vimeo. Here we go. Dear God. Oh. oh. Sorry. Up. Please, can I have wings on my penis? What? what? Amen. Amen. Oh, he's talking oh. to Jesus. Jesus can yeah. do that. Huh. Jesus can do anything. Yeah. I like the these truth. guys. I like these guys' song, yeah, Ugly Boys, because it's all about yeah, Ugly Boys. I pray to God, but if is this rap or no? <laughs> is it rap? It should be rap. It's, this is rap. <laughs> is that their love child that's singing it? Let me see the video. <laughs> when, remember that movie uh, with them in it? Is, uh, what was that robot movie that they were in? I can't remember what it was called. Oh, but I did. I believe that they were actually like. I think she's kind of cute in a weird way. Sometimes she is. Sometimes she's like the weirdest thing ever. What's his name? Dirty boy. What's that song? Nasty boy. Uh, ugly boys. Ugly boy. Oh, you my little ugly boys. Oh, I love my ugly boys. Yeah, yeah, that's a good song. Fuck you. Wow. I. But for some reason, the uh, the 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 sound of a small child saying the f word really is weird to me. So it's like I don't know. Whatever. Oh, it's great to me. Okay. I love it when the the young children they're like, hey man, <laughs> throw some wings on my penis for once, man. <laughs> Fuck you, old people. Uh, I just I. How would you like to travel by wings on your penis? Uh, speaking of guy, I'd who, love that if I could sleep the whole way. <laughs> oh, no kidding, right? If I had some giant Pegasus wings on my little penis, <laughs> and I just. My back was bent like a pretzel the whole like, time, and I just flew. Yeah, I'm going to LAX. I'll see you there in fucking three hours. You think you'd have to nap. land at a at an actual airport totally, though? Dude. Okay, they don't because you got to get in with shit. the FAA and all that. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, dude, you don't fuck around <laughs> with that shit. So we got uh, Mark from Chicago. You know what happens with 9/11? Hey, Mike and Shane, it's Mark from Chicago calling for the question of the episode. Uh, what monster would you think would be the most entertaining to watch kill the kids if you? We're in charge of the control room in Cabin of the Woods. Cabin in the Woods, sorry. Um, I would like to see the puppets from the movie Puppet Master oh, have yes. their way with all the children. Yes. Mark your blinkers on. each one of them was badass yes. and they're funny as shit to watch. I think it would be a really good movie to take. Hi, man. You guys have a good one. Peace. Nice. No, that's a good one. That's yeah. the one that I didn't even think of. That's a. I like that one. The Puppet Master, especially since Axis, or no, what was it called? The Littlest Reich just came out. It's yeah. on Shutter. That movie's great, by the way. It's so funny. We did it on this show. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Did we really? Yeah, we did. Oh, well, it was awesome, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure it was I fantastic. Gave it, you sure. gave it a high buy. I, well, quite. Oh, then that's weird. That I, I too remember. gave it a high buy. <laughs> All right. We got one last call again from Tony from the Zoni. And uh, I, I see a lot of stars. So I think he, uh, I think he swore. But here we go. 
Hey, it's Tony out in Arizona. Holy shit, just heard the last episode. Fucking Sam, I can't believe it. <laughs> Old school. Quasi bear sounding little motherfucker. <laughs> oh, what the fuck happened with Ritzy? Did you guys finally get tired of him and beat him to death or something? No. Anyway, uh, I think question of the for this episode was about Cabin in the Woods and uh, if you could choose one of the monsters to kill somebody off or something like that. I, I don't know. It it doesn't uh, anyway, at this point. Anyway, I think maybe I would choose an actual pack of werewolves. Oh, number two for that. To release on them. I think it would be a blast yeah. to see them because sure. with the werewolves, you could have them be uh, sentient so they would, you know, they can reason, they can think, they sure. can plan out, they can work in a group. So anyway, that's my stuff. Hey, big kiss to my sweet boy, Shane. And, uh, big Sweet kiss baby to kisses, kisses for you. Uh, so there we go. There you have it. That's all the uh, voicemails Sweet we got. Sweet baby kisses for you, Z-Man. By the way, how how awesome is it to get like a lot of voicemails so we can sit and talk and, and converse? Yeah. And it's great, man. I love it. I say call it in, 385-351-9273. Hey, look, we just want to hear your voices. Yeah, we, we just do. Want, no, we it's really do. easy. If you're listening to the podcast right now, it's that easy. And we got an easy question for you right now. Really? We got a great one. Well, I made it up, so of course it's going to be a great one. We watched Street Trash, right? And uh-huh. it's a pretty gross-out movie. There's a lot of little sure. gross-out things like that. So um, I just decided to throw it out. What movie has grossed you out to the point that manifests itself physically or to a point that it was just too much and you changed the channel? Go ahead, call that in, 385-351-9273, 385-351-9273. I already have my answers for that one. So, uh, Sweetie Pie, you didn't give us your answer for the oh, question. Oh, no, no, you're right, you're right. You know what mine would be? Huh. Um, it would be the girl from Life Force, that alien vampire lady. Oh, all right. Remember? Okay. You know, yeah. You know, oh, remember yeah, why? Remember why? She came down in the buff, and she destroyed and did all that stuff. That's what I'm doing. You mean the lady from Species? No, I'm well, it's similar, but the lady from a movie called Life Force. Oh. Yeah, check it out. Everyone knows what I'm talking about right now. Because, yeah. They I'm, I got two words. What? Pyramid head. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing about him. How is, wonderful would it be to just see him wipe out a I, bunch of teenagers in one bite? I would hope that he would bite. rip off their dang skin like he did in He's got that him. big sword. He goes, I'm done. What's next? Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. You came you came prepared this time. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you heard the question of the episode. Give that a call, 385-351-9273. That's 385-351-9273. Shane, what song are we playing from Megadeth? Uh, I'm going to lay that honor on your shoulders. What's oh, it going to be? I don't know. How about we make it a surprise until I put it I, together? I will say this, though, that The Conjuring has an actual black voodoo curse on it you know he doesn't the, play that anymore much because of that yet he why don't we play that yet he put it on this album why don't we let's just play the conjuring let's just do that Oof. and so but they'll be in the right mood to come when we come back and talk about warning it. there's a black voodoo curse on it all right sounds good we'll be right back Us. Don't summon the devil 
A young Davy Mustaine woke up in the early morn with a hangover and whiskey on his young, plump lips. Three young youths stood over Davy Mustaine's body. A young Cliff, James, Lars, holding a duffel bag of dirty clothes and a Greyhound ticket back to San Fran, Crisco. <laughs> young Davy Mustaine took his 3,000-mile ride back to San Francisco Many thoughts went through his mind. Tears were shed. Oh, my gosh. Anger and a plot for revenge. Ladies and gentlemen, Megadeth. Like them on Facebook, official Twitter, at Megadeth. Official Instagram, at Megadeth. Official website, Megadeth.com. We are talking about the album Warheads on Foreheads. An anthology compilation album, right? I mean, it's that's, either no, an anthology. You know, it feels anthology. Like, yeah. Well, from, with the with a band that's been around this long, every other album's like a best. Thirty. Album. And you'll see that with thirty-five tracks. Jeez, that's a lot of tracks. Two hundred and six minutes long. Each track personally picked by David Daniel Mustaine. Is it really Daniel or I don't know. Uh, <laughs> on Capitol Records. What do you think of this? Okay. Okay, so here's the thing. There, yes. There's not a tune on this that I... Okay. Okay, so I, uh, I'm i just going to have to let it all out, man. You've got to let it all out because you can't say there's not a tune that you dislike. No, there, there's literally not a tune I dislike. Oh, How, however, right. what I was going to say is this. Mikey... Like I said in the in the very beginning, I grew up with Megadeth, and I was I was through them even during the risk years. Because are you kidding me? I don't give a crap what you say, but Wanderlust is from Risk any, is amazing. Is there any songs off Risk? I don't know. I didn't check the albums. But yeah, it was there was the Wanderlust is off. It, I okay. got Wanderlust. That's a country country esque. Yeah. Well, the, well, the thing is, is 1999, Marty Friedman, the guitarist, was like, "Hey, hey, bros." We're a metal band, but you know what's going to be cool if we do this little thing where we do more poppy stuff? He actually went to Japan and made a bunch of songs in Japan. And it was huge. That's interesting because Marty I Friedman. feel like, because he was on Rust in Peace, right? Marty Friedman? No. Uh, yes. Yes. He started in 1990. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But the thing is, after a while, he was like, well, we, should, we should just play something that the people like. I don't mean, I don't know if Marty Friedman actually talks like that. He's a great guitarist. Pretty close. But the thing is, is he talked everybody into, let's do it. Let's do an album where we don't do speed metal, thrash metal, whatever. Let's do some a little bit more, uh, uh, you know, accessible to the radio and whatever. And they made a song called Crush. That's very interesting. Crush it. Crush, crush them. It was called Crush them. And they they put it on uh, a movie with uh, Bill Goldberg in it. I, I forget the name of the movie. Bill Pullman? No, Bill Goldberg, the wrestler. Oh, it was oh. it was one of those like uh, science fiction action movies, whatever. But the thing is, even that album, everybody was taking a shit on Metallica. I was like, I bought the CD and I'm listening to it in the in the Red Rider as I'm driving to work, and I'm like, oh my gosh, taking I, a shit on Metallica in what? No, album no, in was that? Oh, no, and well, here's the thing. But here, here's what I'm saying. So I have to admit that I, I like I said, I caught up with Rust in Peace in 1990. That's where that was the first hit that that the first album that hit me in the guts, right? And that's a perfect. That's almost a perfect album, right? But I had to go back for some of the other stuff, uh, uh, you know. And it's like uh, whatever, Mike. That you're just the age. You're just whatever. But the thing is, you're at the age of innocence. No, I'm. I'm at the age where maybe uh, peace sells. I was right. a little bit too Doesn't young for you. peace sells. So far, so good. So what? 
Maybe that Killing didn't is hit my you. business doesn't hit but you. But the thing is, I've gone you were back. Too young for that. Obviously, I've gone. I didn't get it in real time, but I'll, obviously, once that all stuff came out, I started. Uh, I started getting into the old stuff, and it's and I loved it just as much. But here's the thing. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I feel like Metallica was better than Megadeth up until uh, through Justice for All. I like Metallica better than anything that, that Megadeth had done up to that point. Interesting. But after that, I like the Black Album, but after that, Megadeth has ruled. And I know has has beaten Metallica that's your, that's, every that's, time. That's where you come from. Since And that's what I'm saying. So it's like, because, I mean, Metallica started doing their load, their reload, stuff like that. And I'm not saying that Megadeth didn't change a little. I mean, they're not playing... The Conjuring, they're not playing Five Magics or, you know, anymore, you know. Once uh, Countdown to Extinction came out, it was a little more radio-friendly. I'd hear Symphony of Destruction. Yeah, you could see that on, on like, MTV during the day. Exactly. And the thing is, though, is you but know what like, the first album Metallica they didn't have? Metallica literally, I mean, I mean, Metallica, Metallica didn't have any videos. Megadeth had, hello me, meet the real They me. had one. And it was they during had, the day. Metallica had a video for one. Yeah, bang, bang, but that bang, was bang. but Metallica that was only at night. or Megadeth was still they were out there. But then when the Black Album came out with Metallica, that's when they started putting out a video for every GD thing. By the way, right. is it weird that the guy on the Countdown to Extinction looks just like the guy from the Unforgiven video? Is that weird? Well, that's interesting. I'm just saying. I've always thought that that was weird. But here's the thing. So a lot of people give me shit because my dad metal love and stuff. Right? I loved Countdown to Extinction. I loved Euthanasia. You know, right. I mean, just, I mean, oh, and then cryptic writings came out and I'm like, yeah, this is a little less, uh, metally, but I still really love it. You've got, uh, the hidden treasures where there was like a ton of like, uh, like 99 ways to die, go to hell on it. Uh, angry again, all this stuff. I angry really like it. again, angry. Yeah. But in 1999, after cryptic writings, when risk came out, I didn't fall off. That's when I feel like people started really falling off. Yeah. But I was like, it's okay. I like it. I'm a Megadeth guy. They're my top five favorite bands. But then they come back in 2001 with The World Needs a Hero. That was a step up. And they had Is that, that an album? Yeah. The, the World, World Needs, Needs a, a Hero. Hero. They had Dread and the Fugitive Mind, which was on the, which was on this compilation. You know, let me introduce my... You know, oh, yeah. Okay. I'm a social. You know, that was on that. But the best song off that was The World Needs a Hero. I could tell you, I'm driving around. I'm working at Dial America at the time. I can see myself pulling into a Seven Eleven, like in my brains, listening to this album. That's how, like, that's how. What like, are you well, buying at Seven Eleven? Probably Diet Dr Pepper. Diet I mean, Dr Pepper if, if and too, something off the grill, baby. Probably taquito or two. You know, right. whatever. But uh, the system has failed. Like literally, I know exactly where I was. The system has failed. They chose kick the chair. I would have chosen Scorpion for this. Uh, for this. Uh, uh, off of what album? The system has failed from 2004. Okay. But I'm not going to lie to you. They were decent albums. They were okay. But when United Abominations came out in 2007, I was like, holy shit. You said, I'll see you later, I am daddy. back. This is probably one of their best albums of all time. Take a shit on me What if not. your dad said, you're not buying tickets to that concert? Well, I was, I was married and old by this time. I'm like- No, I'm saying, what if your dad said- Oh Son. no, my dad let me do. My dad let me go. Oh, I saw Metallica. I saw Megadeth. I saw Alice in Chains with the Monsters of Rock back in the old days, you know? United Abominations to me is a bone saw. The next album that came out, Endgame, is also a bone saw. That's 2009. That's 10 years ago. Jesus. But do you know what's funny is that You're like. You're giving everything a bone saw. No, I'm giving a lot of it. But I feel like the new. Megadeth became like new Megadeth with Countdown to Extinction. That's 27 years old. 
That album is I agree. 27 years old. It's I like, agree. That's when they tried to pull some black albums. That's stuff. what I'm saying. And they did. And I loved it. And I don't care. I'm not. And it's and there's some good jams on it. But I felt like the, but I felt like that is the moment when Dave Mustaine said, we're going to try and take advantage of Do you realize this. Dave Mustaine is a multimillionaire now? He is. Is he? Yes. Yes, he is. And I feel like. And, and well-deserved. Well-deserved. And I, but, but the, the, the bottom line is whether I like to admit this or not, everything after Rust in Peace was pretty radio friendly, pretty totally. rock and roll radio friendly. I mean, Even I, I heard Mustaine said, I, I look back on some of that stuff and I find myself again. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. I, I bet you know, he, he does. Yeah. I'm just, the thing is, is that's fine. And I'm okay with that. As much as I, you hate to admit that, as much as I hate to admit that to myself, We've had but too many conversations about Megadeth where you're going, I'm laying my case down before you retort because I'm afraid you're going to go, everything that Megadeth has done since the first Rest four peace, albums yeah. is shit. I don't even care. The problem is, is Megadeth grew up with me. And after Endgame, I kind of, like I said, I dropped off. 13 came out in 2011. Spotify was a thing. So, you know, I didn't have to buy a CD. I didn't, whatever. I just didn't give that the time. Super Collider came out. I did like Dystopia better than those two albums, but I never got into it like I got into the old ones. I'm not going to lie to you. Listening to Warheads on Foreheads was a travel through Mike B's life. Yes. No, and Wasn't I, that fun? It was, I, it, it was wild because I didn't know that's how it was. I said, damn, this is going to be a road. Yeah. This is going to be a road to travel. But we did it. I think it's going to be worth it. I, it's weird to me listening to this, remembering little places I was at. I, I mean, the, the, I remember the 7-Eleven was on 21st South and 5th East. I remember driving, and I was driving right by uh, Downtown Music when I'm listening to the uh, the uh, World Needs a Hero. Oh, sorry, not World Needs a Hero. The one before that. Shoot, I just lost it. Crush. I was listening to Crush him, and I, I just remember seeing things around. The spot's right there. Downtown Music's right there. And I, it just came, it all came back to me. So me grading this, me reviewing this album is kind of tough because i love exciting. it. exciting this whole album was exciting because it's like mike you've traveled a lot of roads you've gone through a lot of shit and you've had a lot of different periods in, in your life yeah and, and this it all back and, and dave mustaine yeah has been with david daniel mustaine david has been with you D -D the entire fucking time what did you think though what did you think after hearing some of the later on songs here's what i'm going to after listening to this album i said you know what it is time yeah. To lay it down. Here is why David Mustaine is the godfather of all thrash metal. Okay, good. And this is fact. Yes, he was put on a Greyhound bus and headed back to fucking San Francisco. But you know what? How great is that? Because without that, we wouldn't have Megadeth and Metallica. Exactly. We would just but have Metallica. the beauty is that he wrote three of the fucking jams off of Metallica's first album. And the biggest song, Ride the Lightning, yeah, off, off the second fucking Metallica album. How do you say Metallica is the greatest fucking thrash band of all time, the big four, without saying Dave Mustaine is a direct... Oh, you can't. Direct king of that. You can't. He wrote Jump in the Fire, Metal Militia. He wrote Call of Cthulhu. He wrote Ride the Lightning. And if you listen to Mechanics... Oh, my which gosh. Is I was going to bring this up. Four Horsemen. That is, I always like Dave listening Mustaine to mechanics said, and singing you. Four Horsemen. Exactly. I like doing that. Four Horsemen off Kill, uh, Kill 'Em All yep. is fucking written completely by Dave Mustaine. They went, uh, let's fucking go ahead and gank that. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. He is he is the legit father of fucking thrash metal. Dare I say Metallica wouldn't have half the fucking ass of a career if it wasn't for Dave I'll, Mustaine. I'll, no, I totally agree with you. On he that. may have been a drunk. He may have been a shithead. Oh, he's whatever. Still they put him on the fucking kind of like boat. A dick, a they sent him back, but he was there. And they said, "What are we gonna do? We got a guy coming, Kirk Hammett from." Exodus. Exodus, and then the basis was from Flotsam and Jetsam after right. Cliff died. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can uh, I say one thing about Dave real quick? He is my favorite ginger who's ever been alive. Yeah, straight up. I saw him play live opening for Deal, oh, and dude. he had beautiful red hair that was hanging <laughs> down, and he was like, "Man, we're gonna fuck tonight up." And I was a young kid, and I said, "God damn!" I've seen Megadeth probably over ten times in my life, and it was all during those middle years, you know, when they when they were you know, count down to extinction and later. So it's like, yeah, I saw him on the so far, so good. So what yeah. tour? And then I saw him on the, whatever that clash of the Titan tour was. I saw that with Allison chains opening up. Yeah. Yep. So what do you give it? I, I, I say that for me personally, sure. the first 130 minutes was beautiful. Fantastic. Sure. The last half I need to work on some more, but I think it is a fantastic journey all the way through. Same here, man. I mean, there was nothing that's not good on this thing. Mind you, it's, it's 206 styles, fucking it's, minutes it, long. There are different styles in the beginning for us. I, I, I do like the, those first four albums. I mean, it is just sure. fucking tight as a whistle. And I think he's angry. He's angrier back Dare then. Dare I say he's angry. Then he made... Then he, angry. He, but, made, he made $18 million after uh, Captain to Extinction. How angry can you be when you're that effing rich? Yeah, and I felt like Countdown to Extinction was the let's try and do some uh some radio black, friendly some stuff. black yeah. uh, absolutely black album bullshit. Still great, I think. And uh and I think that and that song Every child born in the 90s right now is like, "Oh my gosh, Mike me." I'm like, "You know what? Sorry, sons. I am an elder statesman. You have to listen to what I say, so get the f out my face." I do like a lot of that fucking dystopia shit. It's good. I mean, there's it's a really whole good. chunk in there that it's 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 weird to listen to because, and this is honest to God, I feel like Dave Mustaine sounds more like Jerry Lewis. <laughs> the older he gets, as he gets, <laughs> well, no, you realize though the first four albums he didn't really sing. He said, "Brother, we'll kill brother." He was, he had like a a a, a, a vocal angry. range of like four notes, and he was saying, "Fuck you, Metallica." But then after a while, he's like, "Tulemon, Tulesami," doing all this stuff, and it's like, "Oh yeah, it's like maybe See, and that you song shouldn't. wasn't bad." That's the first time I'd ever heard that. Song. Are you Tulemor, Tulemon? Yeah, I heard that. That was off Euthanasia, so I was a senior in high school, and I and I was like, "That's weird," but. And that and and one thing I did know is the train of consequences. Yeah, straight up fucking. I love that. That, that is a straight up it. fucking grunge jam. Sure. The drums, everything about it is fucking grunge. Da, da, every da, which da, way. It's Spoonman. Take out. Well, who's the Take dead? That who's the dead guy? Spoonman. Chris Cornell. Put someone do that. Do a sample of. I'm of doing train you of, a favor. But if you go, spoon me. <laughs> I, I, I hate you so bad right now. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. But overall, I mean, he is the, this, he is the fucking linchpin. Yeah, I agree. He is the linchpin, which it was surprising to me. When I go back and I looked at, and I saw Kill Em All, 
Mustaine, Mustaine, oh, yeah, Mustaine. Yeah, yeah. Ride the Lightning. It's like the first two albums that made Metallica who they are. Now, granted, Master of Puppets is a masterpiece. Oh, that's probably my favorite album by them, by the way. What got them down that fucking road? Yeah, he might have been jerky, but it was Dave Mustaine that created that fucking sound, put them on the fucking what was map, that? What was that? and said... What was that video that Metallica did when they were doing that... Uh, some kind of monster some kind of monster that movie where they made dave mustaine look like a bitch and he got all mad i'm just sad see i don't think that he looked like a bitch but he felt really bad about that i mean he's like they made me look like a bitch and that bugged me a little bit because i don't care whatever do you realize that dave suffers from a disease called stenosis no it's it's in his neck he has pain in his neck want to know why Head banging. Head banging, straight up. His grandma was like, called him Rattlehead because he did that. That's where Vic Rattlehead came from. It's time for snapping your neck. That's what I'm saying. And I will tell you this, day to day, fucking note to note, I will tell you this. Killing is my business and, and business, business is good. good will destroy Kill Em All. You can call oh, me no, out no. on every fucking No, there's thing. no doubt about that. In my opinion, that is album that even an is argument? 10 times better than Kill Em All. No, no. Oh, you'll hear people that come out and say, bro, we're going fisticuffs on this. But I'm telling you, killing is my business and business is good. Better that. I will turn that on 10 times over oh, Kill Oh, I em. totally agree. Kill Em All. There's no doubt about it. So, so I give this a, I mean, I will tell you this. I don't care. You're not going to hurt my feelings. 130 minutes in was a pure blissful pleasure to me. (laughs) Okay. The other 130 minutes was slightly like a insurance seminar, (laughs) you know, because, because I'm not, that's not my thing. I grew up with that, but. I give this a fucking high fucking buy. I give it a bone saw straight up because I give so many albums a bone saw. You asked me if I would have switched songs here and there or added a song or two. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I would have done that with the first four albums. I would have said, why'd you put that in? But you could have put this in. I feel like I'm a little bit, I mean, between, uh, I feel like up till 13, I'm a little bit of a Megadeth, like, like, what do you call that? Like I could teach a Megadeth class yeah. on that though. I give it a bone saw. I love I love Megadeth. They're in my top five favorite bands of all time. And so. he is lit, legit style. The god of fucking Absolutely. thrash metal. Absolutely. Metallica doesn't happen without Dave Mustaine. No, they don't. That's just a fact. I'm just pumped that they both happen, so whatever. Anyhow, so uh, there you go. Listen to it. Uh, if you want to know what songs I put on, hit me up on the Facebooks. Hit me on the Facebook. <laughs> so uh, we got some trivia? Yeah, you want some? Absolutely. Come and get it. You know, tonight's movie, we're talking about street trash. And in street trash, we're talking about Viper, the deadly drink that you can get at the liquor store for $1. This 60 years old, still with plastic red cap. That only, that kills you. That meant meant it come from 1927. So what I thought would be fun would be some real to life uh, whiskey drinks. Oh, I'm going to lose. Uh, and I do have a hey, a Can twist. Jen help me? Yes, okay. but I but I have a, a a bit of the question that is into the movie. Link. Okay, good, good. So good. here we go. Number 1. This is called the Bloody Kramer. No. Contains blood orange, cranberry juice, coconut water, a splash of 7-Up or Sprite. Okay. Add vodka and basil seeds. Yeah. Two men realize they have been captured by a sadistic killer and must complete 
his perverse and gruesome challenges to survive. What is the movie that we're looking for? Is it called a saw? Turn up at the radio. It's actually the bloody Kramer. I'm going to give you the name of the drink. <laughs> well, what did that have beginning. to do with the movie? Well, it's 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 a drink uh-huh. that they created about saw. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Do you do you get it now? I only it's, drink. It's a beer. delicious drink. Oh, you only drink those. So yeah. So, okay. But I got, I'm one for one. Here's a fun nugget about saw. Oh dear. One of the most profitable horror films of all time, directed by James Wan, shot in 18 days, and all of the bathroom scenes were shot in chronological order so the actors could get a feel for what the characters were going through. They needed it. They needed That's that. pretty good, though, right? That's good. I you got to go, and now, now cut, take a break, and then now, and now it's time what? to saw his leg off. You think that saw is going to... To cut the chain? No, it's going to cut your ankle. Now just go with that. Right. Number two, this drink, the O-Well, contains Contrion Noir. <laughs> what? One tablespoon of cheese spread, Duh. tablespoon of salt. This is a real drink. Tablespoon? Tablespoon of salt. Is this for like six gallons or one is this for like egg, one drink? Condensed milk. Oh my gosh. Rosemary leaf. That's, That's a drink. That's gross. Here, here, what was it here, called again? It's called the Old Well. Okay. Following the mysterious death of four teenagers causes an inquisitive reporter to dig deeper, only to realize... What the fuck did I write down here? <laughs> only to realize there is a vengeful spirit, and it is behind the killings. Four teenagers... That are missing. A reporter goes in, tries Inquisitive to Inquisitive reporter. Tries to get deal with digs it. Digs deeper. Digs deeper, sorry. Is that a hint? Only to realize there is a vengeful spirit behind the killings. No. No. So oh well. Oh, I know what this is. This is the ring. Dicka dicka turn up. Yeah. The oh well. The biggest, the biggest hint was the oh well. Right. Oh my gosh, good Isn't job. Isn't that fun? That was very clever. Isn't that fun? Good job. Here's the fun nugget. The role of Rachel was first offered to Jennifer Connelly, who doesn't love her. Beautiful. Who would who would later star in the Japanese horror remake Dark Waters yep. 2005. The script was then offered to Jennifer Love Hewitt, Juicy Titties. Your, <laughs> your body is a wonderland. Your body is a wonderland. Then to Gwyneth Paltrow. No kidding. Her then, body is not a wonderland. Then to Kate Beckinsale. Really? Kate Beckinsale said, dude, I'll see you later on this one. And then she decided to do the Finally, Underworlds over this. Who got it? Oh, yeah. No, it was, uh, what's her name? Uh, 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 Pokey Tits. Naomi Watts. Watts, yeah. Four chicks turned it down, and Naomi Watts said, yeah. And then she killed it. Yeah. That was, she was, that was a great movie. Yeah, absolutely. Number three. The Bloody Dolly contains blood orange, gin, gin, two jasmine tea bags, lemon and lime, ginger beer. Man, how hard are these to make? How annoying. With a sprig. Just a sprig 
of Shizoli. This is called Bloody Doll. A perfect gift from a doting husband to his expectant wife quickly turns into something much more malevolent when a duo of devil worshippers break into their house and unleash a menacing entity. Devil worshippers broke in? Yeah, they broke in. What is it? Well, I thought I knew what it was till devil. I thought it was dead silent. Silence until... Uh, but there was devil no, worshippers no break devil worshippers. into their house and unleash a menacing entity. Okay, so okay, so no, no, I should know this. I should know. So okay, so devil worshippers break into their house. Mm-hmm. Is this Annabelle? No, I don't know. I uh, turn up. Oh, you're the taking radio. that. Oh, you knew it all along. I do it all along. Oh, you son of a bitch. Here's a fun nugget about that. The movie portrays the Annabelle doll as a porcelain doll. She but- was Raggedy Ann. In reality, you're right. Uh, it's a Raggedy Ann doll that is in the Warrens uh, Special uh, uh, Occult Museum. In their basement. They also have a chip of wood from Jesus Cross in there, too. Oh, really? Because that's some uh, Demon Knight shit right there. She's got that in there. Wow. She's got lots of goodies in is there. Are they still alive? Is that still around? Are they? I don't know. I said, I'm asking. I don't know. You I know, know. The, the, the dude's dead. Oh. But I, I, she might no, be still so, around. I don't know, but that's interesting. I would have, I would like, I wouldn't mind. What's his name? Arthur. I don't know. Lorraine Warren. Yeah, might still be around. I only recognize that since you said it, but I wouldn't. And if you're it. listening, Lorraine, fucking a. Call us up three five three five one nine two seven three. Lorraine Warren, give us a call. How great would that be if she called in and said, "I'm still alive and I listen every week." And she's like, "Mike, I know you're a God fearing man. Can I give you this chip of uh, the Christ of Cross?" Or the cross of Christ. I oh, mean, my gosh. Yeah. You'll burn in hell oh for that gosh. one. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Don't not think Jesus ain't going to look at you <laughs> twice on that one. The Christ of... Ah, oh, that's terrible. My bad. MB. Three. All right. I'm so three you win. I You're win. the big winner. But let's, let's go going. through let's the going. last last two, if you don't mind. I would love to. If you don't mind. Heads, I, tails. Heads, I... Never mind. What's happening? The third eye. Ooh, this is a delicious Heads, drink. I win. Tails, you lose. There we go. The third eye. This is a delicious drink. Contains Cognac Noir, which is weird because that was in the last drink. Fresh orange juice, orange syrup, one grape, one blueberry, a squirt of lime juice. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> Unbeknownst to a young mother when she purchases a gift for her young, filthy child. What was it the called? The gift again? would contain the possessed soul of a notorious what killer. What was the What was the drink called again? It was called the Third Eye. Oh, how does this get into it? Unbeknownst to a young movie. mother, when she purchased a gift for her young, filthy rat child, in, ugly in, child, in an alley, ugly child, throw him down the well. Oh, geez, terrible child. <laughs> that the gift would contain the possessed soul. Of a notorious killer. That's child's play, but, but, oh, turn up the radio. But how does the third eye get into that? Yeah, I don't know. They just called it the third eye. Oh, okay, cool. Where's Maybe you- it's the third eye. Oh, that's the third eye when he's, you know, when he goes into the doll. Hmm. Yeah, probably. 
He's I'll, possessed by the demon devil. He says, I call it into the third eye. And he goes in oh, at the very beginning. Do he, he didn't Dumbala. pay attention to that mo- no. part of the movie. You know what the grossest thing about that whole movie is? How Chucky kept trying to play, quote unquote, hide tickle the soul time. with a lot of young children. Yeah, tickle it's like, time. Where are you? That's, that's just weird. That's just weird. Tickle parties. <laughs> Chucky <laughs> with that shit, dude. Here's a fun nugget. Mark Hamill will voice Chucky in the new 2019 remake of Child's Play. You know what? At first I was bummed because I'm like, oh, I don't like him on Twitter. But then I'm like, who oh. cares? Because I'm like, who cares? But this is not the first time that Mark Hamill has done this because he voiced the Joker. Chucky on Robot Chicken. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, so he's done it before. So Interesting. Oh, I don't like him on Twitter. No, he, I, he, like, I literally. You like, don't like him as Joker in those cartoons? I don't watch cartoons. No, on Twitter, I, I've replied a couple times saying, oh, cool, bro. You dipshit. Stuff like that. But I'll, but. Oh, you say dipshit to well, Of course I do. It's Twitter. It's Twitter. That's what you do. But you know what? If, if I can do I've one, never called anyone. If, if, if I can do anything, on, on I can Twitter. take. I can still enjoy like art, music, and movies, even though the people are pieces of shit who make. I don't it. like okay. to hit people up and go, "Hey, guess what? You're a fucking piece of no, shit." No, I don't pal. hit them up. It's on my timeline, oh. and I can't. I'm compelled to do it. Oh, it's on your timeline. Yes, and they go, "Dude, you're a piece of shit." No, I called him a dipshit once. Like once, oh. you called Mark Hamill that? He didn't see it. Oh, he didn't see I'm it. I'm sure he didn't. Wouldn't that be great if Mark Hamill got why back would to Mark and said, Hamill, why are you calling me? Why would Mark Hamill give a shit that uh, they call him a dipshit? Sorry, Mike Cadaver. I'm fucking Luke Skywalker. You're I'm like, calling yeah. me a dipshit? I'm like, yeah. 1984 and before, that would have been awesome. But ever since the rest of them, you can suck a fucking egg. Jesus. Yeah. You'd say that to him? You'd I, say that to Mark Hamill? Not to his face. I'd be so nice to his face because I'm weak and I just talk shit on Facebook or on Twitter. That's, that's how everybody does it. That's why Twitter's awesome. Number five. Oh, this has got a long title. Okay. The What Dreams Are Made Of. Mm. The What Dreams Are Made Of. The Wet Dream or What Dreams Are Made Of. Okay. This is a drink that someone made up. Some some talented fucking like New York Barista. City. Yeah. Some, someone that knows what they're doing. They're like, no, you squirt a little bit of this. You take a little <laughs> bit of that. Uh, contains, oh, country noir. Again, that dude, it's everything. third. It's, I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what it is, but it's like <laughs> Cognac Noir. One cup of yogurt, milk, yeah. grenadine. Do you know what grenadine is? Hell no, but I know what yogurt and milk is, and I don't want to be drinking that. <laughs> Do you know what basil seeds are? Well, I, I feel like they're seeds from the basil plant. <laughs> Lemon zest and whipped cream on top oh i was like what's what is he okay but right. no you did a good job <laughs> yeah if you're putting whipped cream on something you better hear that sound no all i hear is it ain't good son i just hear because i just take the whip it and if go you on. don't hear <laughs> you it's lousy by the way disclaimer i've never done a whip it uh seven preteen outcasts who must band together to face off against a shape-shifting demon. I'm an outcast. What is that? Uh, Dream Warriors, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, Dream Warriors. Turn up the radio! I'm sorry. You're wrong. 
seven preteen outcasts who must band together to face off against. It's called what dreams may. That's what dreams thought, are made yeah. of. Oh, that's that's so that's a good question that I put together there. Yeah. Yeah, because it could play, but it's not it. It's not oh, Dream Warriors. Okay, no. so so seven. Okay, so seven preteen outcasts who must band together to face off against a shape shifting demon. Is it my soul to take? No, I have no idea. Then I'm lo- you're losing points now. No, I, I, I I'm I four. I'm four. I'm four. What is it? It. Oh yeah, you can take that, and you can fun nugget. Oh, listen to this fun nugget. Bill Skarsgård did research into the psycho universe to find his own way to performing as Pennywise. He did a great job. I'm not going to lie to I you. Love he did it. a great job. I loved him. He got inspiration from The Shining, Jack Nicholson. Sure. 1980. A Clockwork Orange. Who's that? That's uh, Malcolm. McDowell. Yeah. 1971. The Dark Knight, 2008. Who was that? Uh, Why so serious? That's uh, <laughs> Heath Ledger. I couldn't remember his name. That guy barely. His fortieth birthday would have been this week, by the so way. So what he did was he's got four movies here, which he mashed together to find the character. Wow, you know, that is wild, acting. Is I've seen that kid in a couple of things. The one thing was that what was that Netflix show he was in with the werewolves and the stuff. What was that called? True Blue. True Blood. What was it Hemlock Grove? Hemlock Grove. And he was. I mean, he was Blood. okay in that. He was he was okay in that and whatever, but when I saw him in that, I was like, "Holy shit, this kid can actually kill it!" And the last movie, "The Silence of the Lambs," nineteen ninety one. What it, what does he say in that? He says, "I'd fuck me." No. Oh no. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins. I would eat her liver with a nice Chianti and some fava beans. <laughs> now mixed together, the Joker from The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins. Then you got a guy doing that dance that my kids do. All my kids do is that it dance and the Fortnite dance. Jack from uh, uh, The Shining and Malcolm McDowell. Whatever whatever it did, he turned out Uh, great. He turned out really good. I I thought he did a great job. So I win. So you're you're the big winner. Congratulations. And thank you for that. And wow, what a treat it was to do that. (laughs) All right. There you go. We've got a trailer coming up for you. From Street Trash 1987, we're going to play that for you. Try not to get too filthy while you're listening to it, because we'll be right back to talk about it. I don't need this. Are you tired of the same old routine? My wife, my Busting your hump and getting nowhere? This just ain't my day. The boss, is he always on your back? My ass belongs in your chair, not in your lap, which is where you keep trying to put it. You guys The wife. You know. And the kids. They never listen. I hate to see them pissing his life away in them goddamn computers. Do you ever feel like forgetting the whole thing? You think I got it easy? Well, now you can. I'm talking about life! Drop out and join the ranks of the few. The filthy. The trash. I got my own place, a condominium. Where else can you live for free? And eat for even less. Well, be forewarned. Freedom has its price. Yes, there's always a snake in the Garden of Eden. What you got for me today? Today? Ten to fly viper. One buck. Here's to you, pussy. Don't drink my viper. What? 
bunch of liquor, huh? Street trash. It's easy to find us. We're all over the place. Street trash. All right, everybody, you just heard the trailer for Street Trash from 1987. IMDb gives us a 6.1, directed by a guy named Jim Murrow. He has 69 IMDb credits for camera work in the electrical department, but only 12 directorial credits. Lots of TV, even to this day, he's credited as J. Michael Murrow instead of uh, Jim Murrow because probably doesn't, I mean, he doesn't want his TV stuff. That's why Mike Cadaver on uh, Facebook and stuff. Oh, J.R. Murrow is someone on the... Uh... J, no, no, J. Michael Murrow. It does real TV like... Uh, like, like uh, what does he do? Well, he's done Southland and, and uh, Shameless and stuff like that, like real shows. Oh. You know, he's stuff like that. But here's the thing. I, he doesn't I, I understand want to mix that. that up with dirty. Uh, I have a real life. Movies. I have a real life with Mike B. Right. But on Facebook, if you were gonna Google Mike me, Mike B. Who? Oh, well, me. Mike it's, B. Be stoned. No, Mike never. Mike B's never stoned. Mike B. Cool. Mike Cadaver is also never stoned. By the way, so let's just drop that bomb right why now. Why not, dude? No. You should get fucking staggered. No, why would I? Why would I? Why would I? Have you ever listened to a fucking? Parliament Funkadelic album. Oh, sure. A lot. No, I mean, I've dude, listened. You to... would love that no, shit. No, I... listen. Do, 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 I'm not do, judging do, anybody, but do, I'm also do. saying it's not for me. How's that? It's do, not for me. Sure. This movie was written by a guy named Roy Frumkus. Ten writing credits. Wrote the substitute with Rick Derringer. Not Rick Derringer. Rick Derringer's the guy that sings uh, rock and roll hoochie coo. Oh yeah, that, that's a good song. Yeah, but the thing I can't remember Rod Rod Derringer. I can't remember. That was his, like the biggest hit of his. That was the only career. hit of his career. BT Dubs. Rock and roll, hoochie Lordy yeah. mama, <laughs> like my fuse. Yeah, oh, I love great, that fucking great. song, dude. Oh, let's yeah. hear some of that. Do you want it really quick? Yeah, let's give it. Give me a fucking blast of that. Rock and roll, hoochie coo. Why Come not? On, Why wouldn't mama? you? Light my fuse. Yeah. Dig it, dig it. Dun, 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 I'll dun, see you. I'm back in the 1970s. Come on! Yeah. Yeah, Apparently dude. we're to the point in the night where we're listening to Rick Derringer while we're talking about street trash. Yeah. Come on, little pussy, let me give it to you. Rock and roll, you Lordy mama, light my fuse. Yeah, dude. All right, I'm getting, loving every. We're getting back to street trash. Ooh, let's hear a bit of that. Loving every minute of it. No, Boy. let's let's do the movie. We'll do Loverboy after. We'll do Okay, let's one do more, the movie. One more. Loving Lover every Boy. minute of it by Loverboy. Dude. <laughs> if you give me this, I'll suck your dick. I don't need that to be TBH. Loving every By the way, this is one it. of the greatest videos of all time. I know. You're going to love this, dude. See, this is great. This is called Classic Rock. Hold on, here we go. Minus this fucking commercial. No, it's just the video. Loving every minute of it. Just hit the chorus. Oh, the phone rings. 
Michael, where are you? Whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm all love, dynamo. So push the button and let me know. Whoa, whoa, whoa! These guys are Canadian. Ready, aim. There's so much air guitar going on. on. Okay, all Let's right. get back to the movie. Jesus right. Christ. <laughs> That's what, what I'm are you trying to do, dude? <laughs> trying to take me on a uh, rock and roll. I'm trying to take you on an escapade. Oh, yeah. shit. That's Let's what I'm trying to do. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Well, have a good time. Leave your worries. Okay. All right. No. This movie starred Mike Lackey as Fred, the hippie uh, homeless guy, uh, Bill Chepel as Bill the Cop, Vic Noto as Bronson, Mark Sfraza as Kevin, Jane Arakawa as Wendy, Nicole Potter as Wynette, and Pat Ryan, the big boy, Frank as Frank Scheisner. Right. Is that the same dude that was in the I big, don't know. We saw, I, I we swear saw to me, God, It dude. might be. I mean, how many dudes that big do you... Morbidly obese guy that's funny like that. Hilarious. Is, I think he's the dude from Trauma Films. Can I do you a favor? Call that in. Three, I'm going to take you back to Brooklyn, New York, 1987. We're in the bad part of town that's littered with homeless. Homeless dudes that like to get wasted for cheap. Yeah. Lucky for them, the local liquor store owner found a 60-year-old box of liquor called Tenafly Viper. It was buried in the walls of the basement of his liquor store. He figures, geez, it's a bonus. I paid nothing for this, but I'm so I'm going to give it away for it's a buck a It's worth a dolly. Well, it seems like a win-win for both him and the homeless people in the neighborhood, but that turns out not to be the case when it turns out the drinking Viper will melt you from the inside out. We in beautiful uh, living color. Just like purple, green, yellow, everything. All the colors. The yeah. best of all colors. We meet some of the homeless guys, Fred, the whimsical hippie who just wants to survive and get wasted and live his life. Bronson, the apparent leader of the homeless population that lives in an abandoned car lot and dump, who, I I don't know how it happened. How do you make like, you, so so basically it's this car lot, this dump, right? And he decides to live there. I mean, it's a business, right? He lives there with, but he's the leader of all the homeless guys. He's got the ugliest woman ever to like be his like uh, little. Like, yeah, he was from. Toy. He was uh, in Vietnam, and his yeah, you know, he gets into the Vietnam stuff like that, which is weird because it gets into some. But social... he's like the you know nobody wants to fuck with him. Well, because he's, he's big like, and strong. He's, he, he's big and strong, and he's got a fucking a knife made of a thigh bone, and he will stab that he, you with it. He's sharpened up. And honestly, once he stabs you with it and breaks it off, he'll just find another thigh bone to make another right. knife with. But the the big fat guy is owning a... What is it? It's a wrecking yard. It's like a, and yeah, all the hobos live in it. It's there. not like a real dump. Like It's not like a dump like you have here where it's like... Oh, it's it's a wrecking garbage. yard and the yeah. big fat guy owns it. Yeah. And He's there's a people living somehow. in there like... You know, the homeless are living in there they like They build rats. their houses out of tires. They build their houses out of cars. And he doesn't really care about it, but he's like, hey, what the fuck are you doing exactly. in here? But it's You're like he still me. allows them to be there. I mean, it feels like you could just call the cops and get rid of them all. Right. right. But anyhow, uh, we also have Fred's little brother who wants more from life, but may have found the love of his life 
Wendy, the beautiful Asian woman with a mullet. Very beautiful. Anyhow, basically, this outlines a day. Finger bangs, though. Oh, I like those. JC. I like those bangs that hang over. Oh, I thought, <laughs> I thought you were actually they talking use about. Their, no, they use their finger to fucking curl them over in the front. No, I get you. No, but that was very. She had a mullet, though. Can we Can we be real? Yeah, rich? she had a mullet. And she but she was beautiful. Finger bangs. I mean, we see we see her shirt off and stuff, and we're Jesus, like. Jesus, what do you think I'm thinking about? You thinking I'm, th- I'm saying finger bang that, like. Finger banging the lady. Last no, eighteen thousand times I've heard the word finger bang. That was that was not what they were talking about. Yeah, she I'm had saying. finger bang, bangs. Just Julia, please finger don't bang, tell bangs. Dad about this. It's all Shane's fault. Okay, here we go. Anyhow, so here's the movie. It basically outlines the day to day of the homeless that live in this area, how they survive, some of the hardships they go through. But the biggest part of it, I think, and the most memorable memorable part of this movie is about the Viper. The alcohol that keeps melting people. The thing is about this movie, it's got a weird narrative form. In the beginning of the film, the main character is homeless and he's doing day to day to trying to get along. The Vipers introduced. We get a couple of meltdowns. We have the cops coming because there was that guy that got murdered in his car by the by the Vietnam guy. And so the cop shows up. He's like, what the hell's going on? And uh, there's a lot of MacGuffins in this. You know what a MacGuffin is? No. It's something in a movie that just happens to push the story along. And I feel like that death in the beginning. Well, I like that. Yeah, MacGuffin? It's, it's just, there, there's so many of this, and there's so little happening, but they have MacGuffins to get the cop in. Uh, the cop came yeah, in. Yeah, the big he, tough guy. Yeah, he's a big tough guy. After a while, the main characters become, you know, it's funny because we got, we in the beginning, we have the homeless guys, but after a while, it switches. Like, in the, and we get a couple of meltdowns, like I said, from the, from the Viper. After a while... It becomes kind of a drama about the Asian lady and his little brother and, and Fred's little brother, and they're kind of yeah, she climbs how she's on taken him care there. of, yeah. you know, and all that stuff. And it's very strange because we don't get another meltdown till way later. But in the middle part, we get we get that relationship. We get uh, the guys, the the main the main bum guys like Vietnam. Is this a social message that we're supposed to be getting? Right. I don't know. Right. And there's right. even a there's even a time where they cut off a dick and they play yeah. like keep away with it funny it's, it's so funny but it's very it's a very weird narrative because it's like who is the greatest character in your mind oh the greatest, the greatest character in this entire movie i know who mine who is. who is yours mine is that fucking guy that was the the monkey parking cars oh yeah Dude, oh, no, he no, was no. the greatest no, fucking guy. He goes, I swear to God, I'm fucking Mary, Mother, fucking Joseph, but that's another and fucking MacGuffin. Jesus on the cross. Because here's the I thing. Didn't fucking- that's another MacGuffin because all of a sudden there's this guy who is like, he's 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 a doorman for this swanky thing. And this the mob, there's no plot in the, this movie. There's none. The mob boss's girlfriend comes out and then she goes, Fred oh, walks by. It, you're gonna put it in me all night long. Fred put walks it, by, stick it all the way in. I never saw nothing. And by the way, that's a guy. That's a main guy from Frankenhooker. By the He's way, like motherfucker, you been eating them fucking chicken wings all night. He's like, dude, I didn't fucking eat shit. There was, I was it, like, this was that just, dude was absolutely entertaining. To me. I totally agree with you. But the thing is, so. So that's another book. We had nothing until like Fred took up this mob guy's like girlfriend, took her to the the tire home, tried to have had sex with her, and then fell asleep and she's naked. And then that all the all the other homeless guys were looking in, getting all horned up. They were pulling yeah. tires off. And then they they totally gang raped her and then she died. And that brings the cop to the place. That was just a giant MacGuffin. 
It's very strange. It's a MacGuffin. It's very strange. It's a MacGyver. And I have this. In my favorite side story, we have a mob boss. His drunken girlfriend is taken home by the homeless hippie guy. He takes her back to home where they have sex. Homeless dude break the walls down and rape and kill her. This basically leads to the cop in a final fight with the homeless boss dude. The storyline, though, brings about... This is literally my notes. I am quoting my notes. Quote. (laughs) Quote. Quote. This storyline, though, brings probably my favorite side character... The homeless yes. guy played by the, uh, no, sorry, the door guy played the door by the guy, guy in Frankenhooker and his smart mouth. But yeah. none of these side stories really have much to do with the original Tenafly Viper melting stuff. It seems like this was just all thrown together it. and it just became this trash masterpiece. Everything about this movie, the dialogue was all about this movie. Dude. The dialogue was everything. When he's like, hey, he's black. It doesn't matter. No one's going to care <laughs> anyways. Everything about that's literally my next note. This was a very mean spirited movie from racism to misogyny, including take advantage of a clearly wasted woman. And not only that, there was even a handicapped guy going into the uh, the uh, liquor liquor store store, and they just fuck with him. He's like, dude, get off the fucking floor, dude. You're I can't imagine like like a millennial watching this now, like a woke millennial, what they would think about this movie. In fact, it's weird. This is as filthy as any movie I've ever seen. However, let me let me find my uh, quote real quick. Even in 1987, there was a uh, oh shoot, I'm trying to oh here it is. In 1987, there was a the, for the New York Times, there was a guy named Walter Goodman who reviewed this movie. Oh, he boy. said it claims no redeeming social value. You don't have to you don't have to be a Supreme Court nominee to question whether the founders the founders of the country could have foreseen anything like it when they wrote the First Amendment. He thinks in 1987 that this is too filthy to be a movie. However, I've seen. Or was this, he joking? No, no, straight up. This was PMRC shit. This, oh, this, was it? it no, no, it had gone. nothing to do with the PMRC, but this was that kind he of. Was gone. Let's bring back the moral, you know. Shame. Whatever. Exactly. Now it's 2019, and I watch this, and I see it. I mean, I love the movie. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's like I see how much, how many like questionable and quote unquote problematic things that there are. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, I loved every minute. I don't of give it. a shit. This movie is amazing. Yeah, I loved every fucking dirty last thing that they said that i yeah god look at that fucking black dude. hey you got you don't gotta worry about this that. might be the filthiest movie i've ever seen outside of new york ripper by uh lucio fulci remember that one yeah that was filthy oh shit. absolutely but this might be the second filthiest movie uh, that wasn't a softcore porn that i've ever seen in my life how about that so but it's so, just but it's fun oh my gosh it was so fun it's i watched fun it three times and it's dirty and the uh, dude is fucking thinking about saigon he's like oh god he's going back there when he took his shirt off and was like fuck it <laughs> yeah man <laughs> it is insane i love this movie and you think it is, is if I, you were to ask if somebody were to say hey mike i want you to recommend me the most filthy sleaziest movie ever i don't know if i would give him this one because it is over the, this movie and its pc qualities are probably it's so non-pc that I would only give a friend of mine who knows me well this recommendation. If some, What would you give him above that? Oh, New York Ripper. Yeah. Uh, I would give him some, uh, uh, man, probably some, uh, yeah, old Italian stuff. Like, what was the movie we did the other day, Burial Ground? Maybe some of that stuff. Yeah. But that didn't touch this as far as filth. 
Yeah, like, this is as far as as far as like New York or wherever it's from. Well, it's like, hey, not only was sit it, on an ass, you fucking. Everybody treated each other like bums. shit. Everybody hated everybody. The people in this were filthy. The dialogue was filthy. They drank the filthy liquor, which to is get shocking to me that it's not fucking trauma. It's no, not no, a fucking trauma. Like that, though, it right? feels like it feels like it should be. That big old fucking fat Let guy me ask you one thing. Yeah, he even tries to rape goodies. the Asian, but he's too fat, and she just like can't even get get out from under him. And all this. she's in love with the young uh, homeless boy that lives in his fucking. Here's all I'm saying: Watch this GD movie because it's so great and it's filthy and it's terrible, and I love it. I give this a super high buy. By the way, I give it a high buy. I loved it. I thought it was fucking funny as shit. Unapologetically filthy and offensive. And it is fucking pure fucking like sludge. Sleaze. Yeah. Grossness. Yes. Well, that's why I came up with the... Uh, it's funny because everybody remembers this for the... Oh, the, the Viper and everybody's melting. But it's so much more than that. It's just people treating people like shit. People being terrible. And there's literally a fucking two minute scene of people kicking a penis around. In the sky, <laughs> right? Like, it seems like it should be a fucking trauma film. It does, and it's not. It's not, but it's actually better than a trauma film. You know, it's funny. Should also, I say that. Uh, uh, I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that. It, well, no, this it, is it's better than a trauma film, or it's Ooh, better that's a, that's than a... some trauma films. No, I. It's listen. If this was a trauma film, this would be my favorite trauma film. How's yeah. that? The funny thing is, this is also based off a short, a short movie by James Moreau. Um, and I've never seen it, but it's included on the 2005 Synapse release that I've got to see. I've got to see what this is based on. I love this movie so hard. I watched it three times since we since uh, we did our last podcast. Which is You watch weeks. it three times? I watched it three times. I watched it once for myself. I watched it once to do notes. And I watched it once with Jen. And it's like, and I enjoyed it every effing time. You are a fucking movie maestro. Oh no, I'm a, I, I like, I am worthless because of how movie, how many movies I watch. I've watched more movies than there are days in days in this year so far. You watched this movie three times yes. in a row. Not in Jesus. a row, but I mean, you know, I love this movie. It's worth it. Yeah, it's high bye. Got anything else to talk about? Uh, I no. <laughs> cool. Why don't we do this? After talking about that, now maybe you understand the question of the episode a little bit better. There's some pretty gross out scenes and some terrible, terrible things that happen in uh, Street Trash. However, the question is coming. It's based off that. But it is this. What movie has grossed you out to a point that it's manifested physically or to a point where it was just too much and maybe you had to turn it off? Give it us a call on the bone phone or almost. Just There's no rules. What's the grossest movie you've ever seen? How about that? Ooh. 385-351-9273. That's 385-351-92. That's, that's what we do. 385-351-9273. Wait a minute. Call it so in. what's the dirtiest thing you've ever no, seen? No, what's the grossest movie? I already have a list. grossest thing. There's literally a movie I've watched lately on Shudder that I could watch 20 minutes and I gave up because I was dry. Really? Here. Yes. And we will, and we're not the doing gr- it. Wait a minute. 385-351-9273. The grossest thing you've ever seen you had to say. That's it. That's too much. It's too much for me. I already got my answer for next episode. Oh. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's what we got. Call it in. Here we go. 385 351 9273. 
but I feel like we're done. So for the Corpse Cast, we will catch you guys later. Take it easy.